Welcome to the Catholic Homeschool Moms Podcast, where I talk to Catholic homeschooling moms. I'm your host, Carrie. My guests are moms, just like you and me, who are making saints in their own homes while being refined and sometimes humbled by this thing called homeschool. Be it a young family or one with graduates, we are all a tapestry. One caveat before we begin, these stories are meant to encourage and uplift you. If, for some reason, you are comparing yourself, stop. The only comparing we should do is ourself to who we were yesterday. Just keep doing the next right thing. Use the sacraments and their graces. And when things get hard, use the sacraments and their graces. And now, let's begin. Thank you so much, Michelle, for coming and joining me today. Um, I'd like, to, first of all, to have you get started with just telling us about yourself and about your family. Okay. Um, let's see. I was born in Rhode Island, so if I have a little bit of an accent sometimes, that's where it's from. Um, oh, I wondered. Yeah, from the East Coast. All my family is still there. And um, my husband, Ken, is from Wisconsin. We met at college, and we've been married 27 years now. We have seven children, six of those are boys, and one daughter, and mm-hmm. um, I've also had a few miscarriages mixed in there, too. Mm, okay. So that's that's our family, and people usually ask, well, where's the girl? She's third from the top. Um, Annie is 20 years old now, and we have a pretty big range in age for our children. Our eldest okay. is 24, and our youngest is six. Okay. So, um, and, and then, have you were, did you start with homeschooling from the very beginning? No, no. And, um, okay. from the very beginning, my husband wanted a large family and he also wanted to homeschool. And I said, well, you can have a large family or homeschool, <laughs> not both. Uh-huh. Um, I was feeling pretty overwhelmed just by the idea of it. Um, and he was really patient. Um, so our, our eldest went to Catholic school through okay. second grade, um, and and all the time, Ken was like, you know, what do you think about homeschooling? And I was just pretty firmly, no, we're not we're not going to do that. Um, but in second grade, when um, our eldest was preparing for first communion, we were disappointed with what he was getting for preparation in the school, and mm-hmm. we thought, well, we'll just supplement at home. Um, you know, with, for the religion, but we found that with his homework, it, there really wasn't time <laughs> to do that. Um, yeah. and, and so that was kind of a big push to um, to homeschool, that I, I was more open. And then also over time, um, it was it was very providential in that God kept putting people in our lives who were homeschooling. Um, or we'd even be out camping and, you know, oh, this, this family next to us, you know, was so nice. And then we'd find out later, oh, they homeschool. <laughs> oh, wow. So we started to see a difference in the families that were homeschooling versus those who weren't. And it was very attractive to us. And so I, I did start homeschooling when um, John, our eldest, was in third grade. Okay. And um, so that's, that's basically how it started. Um, we really liked how the homeschooled children that that we would see could have a conversation with adults and also get along with kids of various ages. 
Whereas mm-hmm. it seemed like the kids in school were like, well, are you in my grade? If so, we can be friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that, so we there was a big difference there. So that's kind of how we got started um, years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so now do you currently homeschool as well? I do. I do. I've um, always homeschooled someone from that time on. This year I'm homeschooling three. Um, okay. And, you know, every year it – it changes who is being homeschooled. We've kind of done it all, done um, private school, public school, and homeschooling, and it just depends on the child what seems to be best. Um, and also what's going on in, in our lives, you know, whether um, I've had some health problems, and so occasionally we've, we have sent them to school um, just so I could, um, we could figure out what was going on. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so what is what does your current schedule look like then with the three that you have? Oh, excuse me one second. Sure. I have a little person in here. I need to I need to have. Thank you. Thank you. Anna. Can you take her? Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's that. She's going to be two on Christmas. So. Oh wow! What a blessing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was it was uh it was um. We thought that she was going to come on the on the sixteenth, and I normally carry late, and just I just told everybody, oh, she'll come on Christmas, and and so my my she was five at the time, my five year old said, oh yeah, she knew she was going to come on Christmas because we kept saying it. <laughs> she, she had no doubt the baby was going to be born on Christmas, and so eight thirty in the morning on a very snowy uh, December twenty fifth, two thousand thirteen, uh, Vanessa Joy made her way into the world, and it was. Very lovely. Wow. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So anyway, that's the little one who just who just left and who just left and said bye. Um, what does your schedule look like then with the three that you have now? Well, the, the schedule varies. Um, it based on the day. We we belong to two different co-ops. Um, one is on Mondays, and and the other one is on Fridays. And okay. um, and then I also work part time, and so depending on the day, I have training certain days, and I meet with clients. Um, usually, I meet with clients in the evening, but um, sometimes I do do that during the day. So the bulk of our homeschooling um, happens on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday for the, for the work that they do at home, and okay. and then evenings and on the weekends as well. And do you follow a do you follow a curriculum or do you plan your own things and and pull together things that you see as necessary for your um, children? When I started, I definitely followed a curriculum because I was um, I was just not confident. But now I now I pick and choose de- depending okay. on the child and um, th- sometimes I find something that I really like. But after the third or fourth child, I'm like, oh, I want to do something new. <laughs> so it's, I'll change just for me, not because it's not right. it's not a good thing that I'm using. Um, so every year is is different. But I, um, for the last several years, it's definitely picking picking and choosing. Now you said you do consulting work. So do you work part time? Do you work full time? What would you say that schedule is? I work part time, um, and sometimes are busier than others. Um, but like I said, most of the um, time when I do work it is in the evening, and so that's not interfering at all with the homeschooling. Mm-hmm. And I really mm-hmm. like the flexibility of my of my work because I choose my hours. So if things are really busy with the family, I'll just lighten up the hours, and um, at other times I will work more. 
Okay, great. So what is it that, uh, what's something that's challenged you um, over the years and something you've faced and overcome? Um, or, or, or it could be something that's a continuous challenge and you have to continuously overcome it. That's fine too. The, we all have those. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, boy, that's a tough one to answer because there's a lot of different challenges, but, but the, probably the biggest one has been, um, my health. Sometimes okay. I haven't been, um, as energetic as I would like. And so to keep up with everything, um, can, can be kind of kind of difficult but um, but we have overcome that with you know the kids have learned to be more independent with their studying and um, you know we've we've worked through it and I found that I I can just relax (laughs) during those periods of time because I know that eventually we're going to catch up even if we have to go a little bit longer into the summer um, Mm -hmm. you know it, it it all works out in the end yeah yeah so and and the other challenging thing that I was thinking of is how different each child is. And so sometimes, you know, something that works really well with one, you know, I get excited about it and try it with another and it doesn't work so well because they're, they yeah. are so different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you there too. I I have I had an early reader and then I had a reader who didn't start until she was until she was uh 6 and a half. So Right. Seven years old. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I had I had one that read very late and um thankfully he wasn't the first one I was homeschooling because I probably oh. would have panicked <laughs> if he had been. But um he's actually my best reader now. And so I was gonna ask, can you tell me a little bit more about that? That's something I know that people are kinda concerned about if they have a late reader. That and that would be a really nice thing to hear about. How how did you handle that? And how late how late was he when he started reading? He he was probably fourth grade before he was really reading well. Um, so that would be about ten years old then. Yes. No, nine ten years old. So so that you know that was late, especially after you know he had you know brothers and sisters before him that were pretty you know traditional you know reading in second grade, and um, but I just. By that point, I was starting to relax a little bit, and I knew, I knew he was smart. I I wasn't seeing any indications that he had a disability like dyslexia or anything like that. He really wasn't interested in reading, okay. and okay. um, and when he when he finally decided to do it, he just took off. He he read very very quickly. So it was it was a motivational thing. It wasn't necessarily he didn't have anything that interested him to hold the interest, perhaps. Right, and and I think I think with boys, I mean, I only have the one daughter to compare to, but they develop differently than the girls do, um, as okay. far as their writing skills. You know, my boys did not want to do a lot of writing, um, but they it, that didn't mean that they weren't good at math. For example, it just I learned maybe do just the odd problems, show me that you understand the concepts, you don't have to do all the writing. You know, mm-hmm. and then as I got older the writing came easier and easier for them. Um so so yeah. <laughs> well no, thank you very much for sharing that. It's I, I think it's important to hear the you know, different perspectives that because so there's so many different ways in life and there's so many different paths and modalities to choose from that it's good to hear other people talk about it. So what is it that motivates you during the year? 
Um, just, just trying to do what's right, doing what's best um, for for the kids. I because we have had some children in public school, that is actually a big motivation <laughs> to me to keep homeschooling mm-hmm. um, because because of the frustration that I see um, with their classes. With um, I mean, not that they don't have some excellent teachers because they do. But they also have teachers that are really not interested in um, in the students' learning, but more mm-hmm. about compliance and just fitting back the right answer, not not thinking so much. And it, you know, it's been frustrating for for some of my boys to be in classes like that where they're not, it, you know, they're kind of learning not to question and not to challenge, even when they disagree with the teacher. You know the frust- the frustration of um, not you know of, of the of them not really focusing on learning. Um, you know what we see is really a big focus on attendance versus okay. learning um, yeah. because that's how they're paid, and mm. um, and so it, it didn't matter that you know I have one I have well several of my sons you took you know, AP classes, and we're doing very well in school. Um, but the school was more concerned about them missing days. Um, for example, if we needed to go visit my family out east and they might miss miss some school, mm-hmm. um, it didn't seem to matter that they were good students and really missing school was not going to be a problem. <laughs> but right. they were c- concerned about the attendance. So is there anything that you would do differently? Relax. <laughs> I I, you know, I just, I gathered that you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. So, at, at, you know, when I first started, I was like, oh, we're going to do everything just so perfectly. And, you know, family life is not perfect. It's not going to no. go that way. And I was, I was way too demanding um, with the academics at, at the beginning where the kids, you know, they, they were just dreading math because it was too many problems. And I was insisting they do every problem on the page because that's what I was told they should do. Um, mm. And and that's not really necessary. And so I've learned to just, you know, it's okay if they don't read right away. It's okay if they don't understand the math concept because, re- because they will get it. Mm-hmm. It just sometimes is a developmental thing and they're, they're not quite ready yet. And just waiting a month, all of a sudden it just clicks and, and everything goes smoothly. Wow. Um, well, how about extracurricular activities? I mean, you've got some kids in school, you've got some kids at home. How do you balance life with uh, with the ex- with any extracurricular activities? What do they do? Um, well, the, um, my high schooler can drive, and so that makes it a lot easier. Um, he he has played football and wrestled and played lacrosse, and for the most part. You know, he has been able to either get rides with friends or drive himself. So, okay. So that has been really easy. And then the others, it, it depended on the year, on what they were interested in doing. Um, some of them have played basketball or lacrosse. Um, I have one son who just loves to golf. And so he would um, quickly finish his school and go golf <laughs> for um, for hours and hours. And so those are the kinds of activities um, that that we've done. Okay. All right. Uh, how about the younger grades? Do they do anything, um, or is it just uh, essentially like when I say extracurricular, it can be, even be 
Wednesday night out, um, like a faith formation or um, church-based activities or, or scouts? Yeah. What would you say? Would... I was just going to say our youngest of scouts. Um, the others are more um, introverted. Um, our daughter is very extroverted, and so she, she was always involved in youth group and, and things like that. Um, but, it, you know, it was, it was always individual. So it's not like, okay. oh, you know, this child does tennis every year and, um, and things like that. We do a lot of camps in the summer, sport camps in the summer, um, which they really enjoy. But during the school year, we, we don't do as much. Okay. During the school year, it's more focused on academics. Well, then, if and then especially if you're doing the consulting work in the evening, I'm sure that that's when most uh, activities take place too. So yes, yeah. So there's a, there's a there's a small conflict there, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to be able to do anything at all ever. No, so. no. It's re- it's more that they don't have a huge desire to you know. Oh, I really want to do this. Yeah. Um. They're they're pretty content with um with the way things are. Well, that's and that's nice too because you have a larger family and if everybody did an activity, you're talking at least seven trips, you know, or, or <laughs> however many kids are at home right now, and <laughs> yeah, however many kids are home is how many people you have to drive around. And uh, yes, so yes. Well, based on that, kind of veering off a little bit. What about devotions? What do you do together as a family? Is there something in particular that you follow during the liturgical year? Well, um. In general, we try to eat dinner as a family, eat supper together, and we pray at that time. Um, and then in the evenings, um, depending on the month, we will pray the rosary. Um, we don't do that all the time, but it, it kind of makes it more special in a way that we don't do it all the time. Mm-hmm. And then as, as a way to keep the kids engaged in that, um, for each decade, a child chooses the, an intention. For that decade. And, oh, that's lovely. And so we, we pray for different people that way. And, you know, now, like in the evening, sometimes we'll say, all right, let's, let's pray for, for example, my brother-in-law has cancer right now. Um, okay. So we're praying specifically for him. And we'll just get together and, you know, and pray. And it's, it's fun because the six-year-old, my youngest, is he's always the one saying, let's pray for so-and-so. And he, he initiates it a lot. Um, oh. It's really fun. <laughs> it's that, it's that um, modeling that he's had through the years. Yes, yes. Beautiful. So uh, uh, since we're in the Christmas season, um, do you guys do something together as a family during this uh, Advent time? During Advent, we gradually get the house ready for Christmas, um, and so each day we try to do, you know, a little more cleaning and a little more decorating, and so the house is fully decorated by Christmas, and our, oh, okay. our tradition is to decorate the Christmas tree Christmas Eve. Oh, okay. So our tree is up, and it has lights on it, but there's no ornaments, and we'll do that Christmas Eve. And then, So how long do you, how long do you let it stay up and decorated? After oh um, past the Christmas season, okay. So the Christmas season will end, and then we'll gradually start, you know, putting everything away. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I just wondered because I kind of miss having the lights. It just seems like my neighborhood the lights go as soon as Christmas is done, and I'm like, wait, wait a minute, we're still celebrating. What are you doing? Yes. <laughs> yes. No. Hold on. 
we definitely keep everything up through <laughs> through the Christmas season, and um, and even try to do like special things, you know, during that time, um, you know, to to celebrate. Beautiful, beautiful. And then, how about Michelle? What books are on your nightstand? What is it you're reading? And this goes into that question of, of self care. Um, okay. I like time alone (laughs) for that. That is what recharges me. Um, and I, and I do love to read. So that's, that's another thing that I do right now. I'm reading Serial Winner by Larry Wydell. Um, I'm also reading The Richest Man Who Ever Lived by Stephen Scott. That book talks about, um, King Solomon's secrets, um, to happiness and success. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I am taking the Father Baron class, Catholicism, through our oh, yeah. church, and so that's okay. another book that that I'm that I'm currently reading. I, oh, you've got a handful on your nightstand, then. Yeah, I I like to be reading different things at the same time. Um, I like self improvement, not so much fiction, um, but just always trying to grow. Yep, I hear you. I hear you. I've got one. It's called, you might like, it's called Mindset. M-I-N-D-S-E-T. I just listened to that. <laughs> Did you? Really? I, I'm, I, this, I'm going through it again. I got, I have audible.com and I'm listening to it for the second time. And I'm just like, wow, this is, I missed that part. How did I miss that part? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love audible. That is, I, I'm always listening <laughs> to something on that as well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So what what about self-care then? You talked about your recharge you recharge with reading and being by yourself. Yeah. What else are things what else are some things that you do for yourself? Um like I'll intentionally go shopping by myself and and not have to rush through or, you know, mom, can we get this kind of thing? Um Yeah. Though, your cart gets full. Half the stuff is from kids asking right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is probably an area I'm a little weak in is the self-care that sometimes I wait too long to have my quiet time um, okay. and I can, and I can tell, but when I have time away from the family, then I come mm-hmm. back and I'm like, Oh, my children are so beautiful. <laughs> like, sometimes I need just a little space to see that. Oh yeah. That refreshing helps, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. Well, maybe that's something that, uh, that we can add up here with the, um, what um, what would you do differently? Like add a little more self care. Uh, what uh, we're almost finished here. I have two more questions left. Okay. Uh, what what is one word you would use to describe your family? Active. It's with with all these boys. It's yeah. It's pretty loud and rowdy, and <laughs> it's it's we have um, some of their friends have only like one sibling and they come over and you can tell they're a little shell shocked about all the, (laughs) all the activity and all the noise. (laughs) And and it's just normal for us. And then the last thing is, is there anything else that you would like to share? Um, I would encourage people who are thinking about homeschooling to give it a try. You know, just because you try it doesn't mean you're committing to it for, you know, the 12 years um, all the way through high school. Um, you just take it a year at a time, and it's not as hard as people think. There's so much available um, to support people who are homeschooling between online classes and co-ops. Um, for example, I don't, I don't really enjoy science. I, that's not something that I'm really interested in teaching, especially 
um, the ones with the labs, chemistry and biology. And so I send my children to a co-op for those. Oh, yeah. And um, so you don't have to do it all. And every parent is capable, <laughs> I think, of doing it. It's it's just a choice. It's just a, a question of um, priorities. And we found that with a large family, it was easier to homeschool than to try to keep on the um, the school calendar. And, you know, we, we were running into, you know, our son would come home with a lot of homework. And it's like, well, wait a minute, we had plans tonight. You don't have time to do your homework. And oh, we, wow. we wouldn't know ahead of time, you know, that that homework was coming. And, and so I would encourage it. And also one of the benefits that we see is especially with the age range that we have, if I had not homeschooled, my older children wouldn't know my youngest at all. You know, they, wow. would, they would be gone all day. And because, because of that sacrifice, my children have relationships with each other. And, you know, someday Ken and I will be gone, but they're going to have each other. And that's a beautiful thing. And that's so true. I mean, what you said, your oldest is 24. Yes. And your youngest and your youngest is He's six. six. So you're talking about an 18-year span, correct? Yes. So it's, um, and the, the two oldest don't live at home anymore. Um, but when they come, it's, it's like you think royalty was coming to our house. <laughs> Everyone is so excited to see those, those two older boys. And, um, and they, you know, they play, they play together. And, um, you know, they've transitioned from tackle football to touch football and flag football so that the youngest can be included. <laughs> uh, oh, that's, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> Ah, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. Michelle, thank you so much for for your sharing today. I appreciate it. And I'm so glad you're able to to, um, snag some time today on this Friday, on this Friday morning. So once again, thank you so much. And I um, look forward to getting this out uh, to share. So, okay. Thank you for thinking of me. This is Carrie. If you've enjoyed today's show, Head over to CatholicHomeschoolMoms.com and see the faces of the women who will inspire you in your homeschooling journey. Sign up for emails and get direct access to the transcripts and links to information shared in today's podcast. Everyone has a story to tell. Share yours too. Connect with us on our Facebook page at Catholic Homeschool Moms or on Twitter at Catholic HS Mom and on Google Plus at Catholic Homeschool Moms. I can't wait to meet you.